Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free Monday edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And we're not just here on Mondays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as well. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Monday. It is October 29th. Halloween's right around the corner. Nothing scarier than me as hungover as I was all weekend long. So um, I'll do my best not to frighten you too badly. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting across from me here in the Batcave is your vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Great sports weekend. Yeah. Congratulations to uh, Eddie. His uh, Washington Redskins beat the uh, powerhouse New York Giants. The Giants. And my own football team, the Eagles, were able to uh, eke out a victory there. Across the pond. In the UK. I was up at 6.30 in the morning watching that game yesterday. And... Did Steve Ashton uh, go to the game? Nobody was watching. Oh. We were uh, we were texting back and forth, and he was uh, my good luck charm there in the UK. So <laughs> congratulations to those teams and to all our friends in Boston. Your team, the Red Sox, won the World Series last night, and so congratulations. That to fourth all one in like fifteen years, I think. Yeah, they're uh, not bad. They're pretty good. It turns out yeah. at, at baseball after that after that curse of a hundred years or whatever it was. Yeah, I didn't watch much of the World Series. Not much of a baseball fan, as you know. <laughs> But I did watch a little bit of last night's game just because it's, you know, historic. Yeah. And I tweeted out last night, and I think it's true. The best thing about baseball is it keeps Joe Buck away from football. Exactly. Because as I was watching football yesterday, I was like, oh, he, he's blissfully nowhere to be heard. <laughs> he didn't have to hear him. That was awesome. It was amazing. And then I realized why. So anyway, now that <laughs> baseball's over, I guess we're cursed with Joe Buck for the rest of the season. But what are you going to do? Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. It's going to be a good show. Speaking of Steve Ashton, we've got a new segment with Steve coming up later in the show called Ask a Brit, which uh, I think will be interesting because there's a lot of cultural differences between the United States and England, and he's going to address those things for us. I will be interpreting your dreams later on in the show. We, of course, will take a look at all the entertainment news. But before we do any of that, it is still Merchtober Madness the last three days, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, to get your designs in if you want to be in the contest for the Lucky designer who will have their creation added to the merchandise page at theralphreport.com. Last week was a great week. It was a good glut, wow. a glut of genius. Incredible. Came across the transom. And uh, this week we're already starting. Uh, James File sent this one in. It's sort of, it looks like a, uh, a, like a major league uh, sports team logo. But instead of like MLB, it's LMB, and there's a tongue licking balls. <laughs> so we'll be putting it's a that Gene up. Gene Simmons tongue. We'll be putting that up later today <laughs> as well. Uh, as I mentioned, Wednesday's the cutoff, and then we'll be taking the best of the past couple of weeks and throwing it up there for the final poll. And the results of that will tell us who is going to be our lucky, lucky winner. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been sending stuff in over the weekend. Great stuff. I was reading all your emails. You can read, uh, you can write me rather at Ralph at the Ralph Report.com, of course. And you can leave your voicemail messages seven days a week, 24 hours a day at our Ralph Report hotline, which is 1 833 Hi, Ralph. You can always reach me there. I listen to everything. Can't always get back to everybody, obviously, but I do listen to everybody. Still, big debate about which uh, song we're going to use. 
Go call me or Garmy on the line. Both good. Both are good. So for the time being, we're going to use one as the intro and one as the outro. How about that? Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one Love your phone calls. That's why we kick (laughs) off each show with your voicemails. Some good ones this week. And starting with this one, this person is a big, big fan. How do I know? Because they say so. Oh, my God. I'm such a big fan. (laughs) Please, please put this on the Ralph show. Thank you. Bye. I mean, the Ralph report. Yeah. Such a big fan. Such a big fan. The name of the damn show. Huge fan. The Ralph show would have worked, I guess. But just Ralph report, I figured, you know. Double R's. Double R's. It just rolls. For it. Yeah. Uh, this next one is for our. <laughs> well, that's all she host. had to say was just that. Yeah, that's it. Just put it. Put it on. The, look, I'm easy. Make a request. Uh, yeah, it's yes. easy. She said she was a big fan. She wanted to be on the show. There on the she Ralph was. show. Get on it. That's right. Now you're on the Ralph show. <laughs> this came for our vice host Eddie Pence. Um, this has been bugging. Uh, I think oh, this great. particular listener for some time. Hi Ralph. Happy Friday. This is Monica from Irvine. <laughs> Okay, I just have to say, I cannot hear over Eddie's wheezing nose. Like, your fucking nose, dude. I can, entire podcast, every single one, I can hear this little wheeze in his nose. <laughs> and it just, it gets louder and louder every fucking day. Wow. Anyways, no love idea. you. Mean it. Boobies. Lick your boobies. Do you have a like, deviated septum or I something? I might. I didn't. I, do you hear something on the headphones? I have heard you breathing from time to time. Well, let yes. me know. I'll pull back from the microphone. Well, or, or blow your nose or something. Or stop I don't doing think there's anything in you there. Here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> I've never. I did. I can't hear it in my headphones. So I well. All right. I I tend to be a mouth breather if I'm not paying attention to it. I see. And I, I, I'm conscious of that, so I'll pull back from the microphone, but well, I, didn't, I didn't know my nose was Maybe you're wheezing. a mouth breather because your nose is uh, problematic. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it, it sounds like it's <laughs> blocked up now. I don't. I guess I do. Maybe I do have a deviated septum. Well, something's going on. Well, I, I apologize if I was bugging Because when anybody, I inhale through my nose, it goes... And you're like... <laughs> I'll I'll work on it. I apologize. Just blow it out, <laughs> man. Just blow it if up. If I ruin here. anyone's listening experience, I will. Uh, if you hear it, tell me. I'll pull back. All right, I will. Uh, we also were talking about mules last week. It was National Mule Day, I think. And we were talking about the fact that a mule is created from a male donkey and a female horse. And we were wondering why it has to particularly be that way. And listeners uh, stood up in a big way, and they gave us the answer. Hi, Ralph. This is Sam. I was just listening to your Friday episode. I love your show, by the way. Hi, Eddie. Um, You were talking about how a mule is made from a female horse and a male donkey, and you were wondering why. I believe it's because a female donkey cannot birth a mule. But uh, you might want to look into that just to double check, but that's what I've heard. Okay, thanks. Bye. So I did a little research, and she's right. The uh, the uterus of a female donkey isn't large enough to carry a mule. Oh, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> so you need the room and the, and the reproductive organs of a female horse because it's it, it's a major animal to birth. Do they have and donkeys are smaller 
than right. than horses, and so you would they, they you can breed them the other way, but the animal that that results in a female donkey and a male horse a is called a hinny. A hinny. A hinny. H i n n y. A hinny. Is it the same, basically? As? Basically, it's not quite the same, and it certainly is much smaller. It's not as strong because they because because of the size of the reproductive system of a female uh, donkey, it creates a smaller animal. And that's another reason they breed them that way, because you don't want a smaller, less, gotcha. s- less strong animal to be pulling your plow and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's your mule info. <laughs> and then this gentleman called in with one of my favorite television shows, and he mentioned he heard a saying on there. Hey, Ralph, this is Glenn calling in Santa Barbara. I was watching the Deuce on HBO, I know you like it too, Love it. and uh, they were talking about getting 86 from a bar, getting kicked out. Where does that term come from, getting 86 Thanks, man. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you so much. First of all, yes, I do love that show. The Deuce is awesome. It's on HBO. It's the story, basically. It's the second season that we're in right now. Uh, it's, the be- it's the story of how prostitution in New York City in the 70s led basically to the creation of the porn industry. And it's James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal, really well done. But uh, I did I caught that episode as well the other night when someone said uh, that, that James Franco's character owns a bar and he 86 the guy. And I, having been a bartender and worked in bars and restaurants for the better part of my young adult life, had heard that phrase constantly, and it never dawned on me to ask why someone gets 86 and what that means. Yeah. So I did some research, and luckily, we have a segment where we do just that kind of thing, where we look up the meanings of old idioms and phrases and sayings. It's called, Where Did It Come From? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Oh, yeah, new improved version with the bullwhip. Eighty sixth. When someone gets eighty six, have you ever heard that phrase? I, have, we, I, I mean, I worked in the service industry too, and we used it. Even when you're out of food, you put eighty six chicken. That was a, that was another. Uh, yeah, that was another use of that phrase. If you're out of the special or you're out of a certain item on the menu, you say, oh, "Okay, uh, sirloin is eighty uh, six tonight. We got no more of that." Yeah. And someone who gets tossed out of the bar and is not welcome back, they're banned from that establishment, they also get 86. So how does 86 mean that there is no more left or that you're not welcome in an establishment? Well, it turns out there are about 86 different stories behind why people say you get 86. Here's some of them. And literally, there is no definitive answer, huh. on the internet at least, regarding why people say Is there this. an origin, like a no origin country for it? Or is it an American thing? It's used in America. We know that much. But no one can really nail down when or where it first started being used. Here are some of the potential answers you will find if you look into why someone gets 86. The uh, standard height of a door frame was 8 feet 6 inches. And when you were shown the door, you got 86. That makes sense. It makes sense, but it's only one of many possible answers. Uh, it, it refers to the soup kitchens of the Great Depression, says another story. In a standard pot, there were 85 cups of soup that it would hold. So the 86th person was out of luck. So during the Depression, if you got in line for soup, the, the 86th guy, there was no more soup left. So you got 86th. Hmm. 
That doesn't make as much sense to me. As well, the, you said you yourself, it. when you're out of food in a yeah. restaurant, they say it's you you're 86, you 86 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the soup would be 86 because you were out of soup at that point. That's I guess. Right? Yeah. Uh, in military routes. In the Korean War, there was a reference to the F-86 fighter jet. When an F-86 shot down an enemy plane, it said it was 86th. Okay. Another possible answer. Uh, the uniform code of the military justice in the United States has an Article 86 that is absent without leave, a.k.a. when someone is AWOL, that is Article 86 of the military code. So you would be 86 if you were out. Well, that almost seems voluntary. If it's, if it's AWOL, you've left, not you're being, you're being 86. Well, you're missing. You're missing, you're missing I guess. That's but. for sure. On rotary phones, the T was an 8 and the O was the 6. So to be thrown out or T-O'd, you would be 86. That's a stretch. <laughs> stretch in the old west uh booze was 100 proof and if a patron got too drunk the barkeep would uh, surreptitiously serve him less potent liquor which was 86 proof and so if he was getting too loaded and obnoxious they would switch the booze on him and he would get 86 he would get the 86 proof booze instead of the 100 proof booze hmm. there was a bar in new york called chumley's 86 Bedford Street in Greenwich Village had a giant 86 over the door. And when they showed someone the door, when you looked up, you would see 86. So you would, they would show them the 86 on the way out. You'd get 86. There's just too many. In the days before the safety fence around the observation deck of the Empire State Building, people would commit suicide by jumping from it. The deck was on the 86th floor of the Empire State Building. That's so extreme. when you killed yourself, you, you got 86. You 86 yourself. Yep. Wow. In New York, Code 86 made it a crime for bartenders to serve drunk patrons. So bartenders would have to tell the patrons, sorry, but you were 86. It was a uh, penal code number. Hmm. So it goes on and, on and on and, and, on, and on. on. Literally, I've got pages and pages of speculative stories behind why someone would get, would get 86. So the truth is no one really knows where that phrase comes from. This is our first sort of failure in terms of being able to nail down it's like there's too many places. a legitimate story behind why it got 86. But it seems that they've narrowed it down to a city of origin is probably New York City. For some reason, it circulated amongst the bars and restaurants in New York City, but no one can exactly tell you why. Yeah, it seems very service industry oriented. Very much so. It's a, you only really hear that in restaurants and bars. So probably New York City. Probably one of those stories, but we literally could not tell you where did it come from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Ralph Marvinville, no! I feel like I let that guy down. I feel like I didn't tell him why he was... Uh, I think you gave him a wealth of information. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't tell him the exact answer. Now, he's, not, he's still going to wander. He doesn't have any answers. I think it's he doesn't have any more information now than he did when he showed up here. I can't help. I'm just too distracted about my breathing right now. I feel bad. Well, stop breathing. You're going to be 86 from this podcast. <laughs> it is Monday, October 29th. As I mentioned, every day of the calendar has holidays associated with it. Today is no different. Let's check out the holidays and the holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. I'm sure I'm going to get shit for this, but it's National Cat Day, and I don't give a fuck. I don't like cats. I don't like their attitude. I don't like their bullshit. I am uh, desperately allergic to cats. They're not dogs. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that much I know. 
I did a cat show, and I, I still I still don't like cats. I'm not a cat I'm fan. I'm not a cat person. I understand there are a lot of people who are cat fans, and uh, good for you. And it's Cat Day. It's uh, the day that it's to be. It was founded to help the public recognize that there are a number of cats that need to be rescued. So, regardless of my personal feelings for cats, I I, I like animals. I don't want to see them suffer. No. So, by all means, get your cat spayed or neutered so there's not a ton of unwanted cats out there filling up. Uh, rescues and, and, and pounds and go rescue adopt a cat if you want a cat yeah if you want a cat go, go get one go get one get a bunch i don't but go get one if you want one it's just it's one more cat that i don't have to deal with if you have it in your house it's also national oatmeal day i don't know why oatmeal did we has just a have day. oatmeal day i don't believe we did i think we had porridge day oh porridge yeah wow. oatmeal day is the american version of porridge of course and it is one of america's great breakfast foods many benefits to eating oatmeal can lower your cholesterol, can reduce the risk of heart disease, reduce your risk for cancer. A lot of fiber. Low in fat, high in fiber, low in calories, source of iron, you name it. So have yourself a big, heaping bowl of oatmeal today. You said today. Carrie hates oatmeal, right? She cannot she can't. abide it. <laughs> she hates that I eat it. She hates that it exists. She can't wash a bowl after it's been used to, to serve oatmeal. Maybe she can eat some at the live show. Oh, that's an How idea. How about that? How about we turn the tables on one of you guys? But, but we're going to do so much tripe. God There's so it. much tripe, Eddie. We don't have time to eat everything. Ah. It's also National Hermit Day. So uh, just remove yourself from society, I guess. (laughs) Just tuck yourself away. Traditionally, hermits are those folks who do live to some degree in seclusion from society. And to celebrate National Hermit Day, they recommend you find a secluded secluded place and shut yourself out from the rest of the world. Remove all electronics and modern-day conveniences and be hermit-like. Don't bathe. I guess. Like, don't do anything. And by the way, I love this part. You can post it on social media as, as hashtag <laughs> National Hermit Day. Pick up your mind. Which way do you want it? The reason, by the way, it's National Hermit Day is because on this day, St. Coleman died in Ireland back in 1632. The patron saint of hermits? It is, yes. Really? He spent That's seven years in hermitage, as they say, hermitage. Maybe no one liked him. At the Burren Forest in a cave. Spent seven years there just being alone with his thoughts and God. Uh, you're very, people don't like you if you can go away for seven years. And he died on this day on, uh, in 1632. He did so something wrong. We celebrate Satan. He Col- did something very Saint wrong. Coleman. I think he invented the lantern, though, didn't he? Did he? He had oh, to what? keep himself, he was in a cave, he needed some light. So he invented the lantern. That's why we have Coleman lanterns today. It's a habitual masturbator, probably. It is World Stroke Day. Speaking of uh, habitual masturbation. Oh. oh, no, wait a minute. This is a different kind of stroke. <laughs> this is the one that makes you go, oh, oh. so everybody, what happens with everybody? It's, not, it's that kind of stroke. It's the terrible. Dick Clark kind of stroke. That's terrible. It is terrible. That's terrible. That's why we have to laugh. We have to. Because if you don't laugh, it. you cry. You cry. It is uh, World Stroke Day. Look, I, I, of course, I made a, a, a joke in poor taste, but it, it is, uh, it's much more curable and treatable now than it ever was. They've got all kinds of new miracle drugs and stuff that if you get treated fast enough, you can almost guarantee to make a full recovery from most strokes you know, these days. And some of them are like so minor, some people don't even realize they're having them. That's why you need to learn the, the signs of a stroke. You can save someone's life if you can... T- 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 I think I'm having one. (laughs) A stroke right now. If you can detect any one of these four signs of a stroke, what's the acronym for it? Fast. Yeah, fast. Fast. F for facial weakness. So if one side of your face droops down or something, you can't uh, use it. That's a huge sign. That's a big sign right there. Arm weakness. If you lose the power in uh, the arm or the side of any side of your body. So that's the A. 
S, speech difficulty. You start to slur your speech or you start to confuse your words. And then T, time loss is brain loss, they remind you. So if you see any of these symptoms, call 911 immediately. Do not wait. So F-A-S-T, facial, arm, speech, time equals fast. So look for those signs and save someone's life. So it's World Stroke Awareness Day today. And it's also Internet Day. Oh, thank God we're finally acknowledging the internet because we don't, we don't spend enough, enough time focusing on the doesn't internet. doesn't get enough appreciation. This was what blew my mind, though. It is a celebration of today, which is the first day that internet communication was ever attempted. The first internet transmission were two letters that were sent between two computers. The Whopper and what else? What from from War Games? The remember Whopper. the Whopper? The War Games? I don't the movie where that was like I remember f- War. G- I remember there was, was a the, movie the War name Games. Of, the name of the computer was the Whopper. Was it? They put the he put the phone on. It was like an internet thing. Huh. It was like the first. Never mind. Sorry. Was that the one with the Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick right? Yeah. Do the you Whopper. want to play want a game? Play? That's the that Whopper. One? It was the Whopper. Um, no, there was two computers, and they just uh, the, all they did was translate two letters from the alphabet across to each other, an L. And an O. Oh, and then, that's as far as they got. And then it crashed down. The whole system crashed down. LMB had been hilarious. It had been LMB. It would have been great. Or another L. Then they could have been laughing LOL. out loud. It would have been the first LOL, <laughs> but they just LO'd. <laughs> and I didn't know this, but the very first internet transmission, do you know when it was? 70s. 1969. Who was that? Oh. Right after the moon landing huh? was when they first did the internet. I didn't know the internet was that old. I thought it was a fairly recent invention. I knew they were playing around with it in the 80s because of war games. That was Yeah, I suppose you know about the Whopper. <laughs> the Whopper. You got a weird memory for I, like strange, we- <laughs> unique facts from movies of the 80s and stuff. Weird shit sticks in my brain and stuff I should know. I have no idea about. That's the truth. Yeah. So uh, in, enjoy Internet Day. Go watch some porn. That's, what I, that's how I celebrate. That's what internet. it's for. That, really, most great technology has its source being porn related in my opinion so the internet is no different enjoy it as we celebrate our holidays and our holidays let's take a look at all the entertainment news on this monday october 29th with a segment i call the showbiz beat it is a Monday, so we like to take a look at the top 10 movies at the box office to see what people went to see in theaters over the weekend. Once again, Halloween was number one at the box office, wow. as well it should be. Yeah. It's goddamn Halloween time. It should be. If a movie called Halloween can't be number one at Halloween, <laughs> what kind of world are we living in? And I heard it's also a really great movie. That's what I've heard. That, on top yeah. of that. Made another uh, $32 million this weekend. After its opening weekend of over 78, I think, last week. I want to try to see it this week. $100 million already in two weeks. Not too shabby. Star is Born was number two at the box office with 14 mil. Then Venom with $10 million. Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, was $7.5 million. Made it number four. Hunter Killer. (laughs) By the way, a lot of people sent me nasty messages. Why? Emails saying... Hunter Killer is a class of submarine, so it's actually a very appropriate name for a movie of this ill. I was like, fuck you, it's still a horrible name for a movie. It's a terrible name. I don't care. Who knows that? 1% right. of the population? Why don't you call it uh, uh, Sprocket Wrench, then, or something? Some other piece of equipment <laughs> on a submarine that no one gives a rat's ass about. Uh, Hunter Killer was fifth. The Hate You Give at number six. First Man was number seven, Small Foot at number eight, Night School, and then Mid-90s, which is a small coming-of-age story. It's a story Jonah Hill movie, right? Directed by Jonah Hill, yeah. Did pretty well for itself. Came in at number 10 with $3 million this weekend. 
Here's some good news. Gwyneth Paltrow's being sued again. That makes me happy. <laughs> These new allegations come a month after her Goop website was ordered to pay $145,000 in fines in California because of unproven health claims related to three of her products, her jade and rose quartz vaginal eggs. You stick them up in your hoo-ha and they give you magic powers. What, do you, what are they actually supposed to do when you put them up there? It, do you know? It, it, uh, it gives you some sort of energy. Oh, God. And it, it somehow increases your fertility and vitality and made all these kind of snake right? oil claims. It does absolutely nothing. It's ridiculous. No, there's, you're sticking you a rock in your you pussy. Put a rock up your veg. It doesn't make any sense. It's, and every doctor that heard about it said, don't do that. Don't put rocks in your don't vagina. Don't put foreign objects in your body unless it's like... So anyway, that was one thing. Now she is being uh, accused of breaching British advertising law 113 times by issuing potentially dangerous advice concerning unproven health products. This according to Britain's The Sunday Times. So they have 113 counts of things that were promoted on her website that were potentially dangerous to women. Didn't she run anything by a lawyer before no. she started the company? No. Like They just put the stuff out there. They just put there. it out there. Like No vetting so whatsoever. Oh, insane. One of the problems was this thing called Goop's Motherload, which sounds like <laughs> something I, I watched on the internet to celebrate Internet Day. <laughs> Goop's Motherload is a vitamin supplement for pregnant women and women who want to be pregnant. Sold for $90 a pop, these vitamins. It's just Flintstone vitamins. Uh, no, they're finding out that it is vitamins, in some cases, too much goddamn vitamin. The amount of vitamin A in the supplements, according to the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence there in the UK, say it's more than double the recommended limit, which could potentially harm unborn children. God. It could damage the fetus and cause birth defects. Wow. That's what you do. That's what happens when you buy your vitamins from a movie star. Go to a doctor. So that, amongst other things, are uh, causing problems for the website, and they're going to be taken to court in the UK. Good. So I'm saying death penalty. Good. You know, yep, my absolutely. answer for all these celebrity <laughs> cases so. put them to is death. death penalty. So that's what I think. And this bummed me out. We even reported about this story on Hollywood Babylon over the weekend. But uh, that viral picture of Justin Bieber eating a burrito it's, wrong? Yeah. It's a, it's a phony. It's Damn a fake. it. It's not even Justin Bieber. They found a Justin Bieber lookalike, and a group of guys who are part of a YouTube channel called Yes Theory set up the picture, took it, and then, as an experiment, wanted to see if they could make it go viral by sending it around for the them. world. And they absolutely did. Brilliant idea and way to eat a burrito. Fake news. That's what it was. And so uh, now we know that Justin Bieber apparently eats his burritos just like everyone else. This kid, though, looks just like Justin Bieber. It looked exactly like That's him. That's how they found him. Apparently, someone sent them a, an Instagram account of this guy, and they were like, my God, he looks so much like him. We could have some fun with this. So he lives in Canada, the kid who looks like him. They flew him out to Los Angeles, and they shot this whole... Um, it's brilliant to have him eat a burrito that way and take a picture of him. Caught everybody's stupid. attention, for sure. <laughs> That's so good. Just goes to show you, you can't trust anything. No, it's Internet can't. Day, and we're learning you can't trust anything on the no, Internet. Just porn. That's all That's you can trust you on can there. Trust. That's all you can trust. That is the truest thing on the Internet. What you see is what you get in That's porn. right. It's intercourse. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. If you're born on this day, you share a birthday with these celebrities. It is October 29th. Born on this day is Kate Jackson. We were just celebrating Jacqueline Smith's birthday the yeah. other day. Another one of Charlie's Angels. Kate Jackson is 70 years old today, so congratulations to her. They had some big set parties back in the day with the oh, birthdays being that close to I wonder when Farrah Fawcett's birthday was. 
that the Coke was flowing like wine, <laughs> or the wine was flowing like water, or something. There was a lot of flowing. It's a lot of stuff. It's cocaine all, in the air. That's all I know. Actor Richard Dreyfus, speaking of cocaine, he always liked his back in the day. 71 years old today. Singer Randy Jackson of the Jacksons is 57 years old. He was the youngest of the male Jacksons. I think just older than um, Janet. So I think Janet was the last. And he was oh, next so he wasn't last. part of the Jackson. He was not in the five, five, but he was part of the Jacksons when they got all the kids together. Okay. The band. Interestingly enough, his girlfriend, he had two kids with, left him for Jermaine Jackson, and she married Jermaine Jackson. Weird. So he, he was like his... His uncle, his kid's uncle, were, was also their stepfather. That's so weird. Which was weird. That whole I guess family. not for that family. Yeah, <laughs> it's just right. normal. For that Actress Jolie Fisher from Ellen is 51 years old today. Uh, Winona Ryder turns 47 years old. Dan Castellaneta. <laughs> Voice of Homer Simpson on The Simpsons is 61 years old today. Geez, what do you get, a man? For his birthday, who makes two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per episode oh for doing a voice for an animated character? That's, wow, a quarter of a million dollars per, per episode. episode. Well, they put out twenty a year, twenty four a year, something I like think. that. Still, nuts. Jesus. Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish is forty six years old today. Actress Gabrielle Union is also forty six, and guitarist Denny Lane, one of the founding members of a great sixties band called the Moody Blues, is seventy four years old today. But he was also a founding member of a band with Paul McCartney called Wings. He was in that band from Kids is from a time when Paul McCartney used to make good music. I just, I just played that to show you there was a time. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. One of the other calls we got on the Ralph Report hotline this weekend was a call specifically for our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. This guy had a question that only a Brit could answer, and so it kicked off a brand new segment we'll be featuring from time to time here on the show called Ask a Brit. Steve, thanks for spending some time with me. Outside your usual UK updates, uh, this caller, Zach, left a message for you on the Ralph Report hotline, and I wanted to hear from you, if you don't mind, uh, talking about something that the Brits do that we don't do here in America. Is that okay? Can I just check? This is time and a half, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'll put it, a little, something extra in your packet, as they say. <laughs> time and a half of nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hold on here. This is uh, Zach's uh, message that he left. Okay. Hey, Ralph. This is Zach from Huntington Beach. So I'm a two-star general. And I'm sitting here, and I have a question for more for Steve. So I just learned British people, when they count, say you have credit card numbers in sequence, like 4488, or we would say like 4488. Well, apparently they'll say like double four or double eight, which I would never thought of saying. But my question is, what if they have three in a row, like zero, zero, zero? Do you go like, you know, triple zero, double zero one or double zero zero, you know, or zero double zero or, you know, any bunch of those. I don't know how this I'm very perplexed. 
I don't know if Steve can help me with this since he's the only British person that I possibly could ask. Well, LMB, bye. Now, I did not know this. Do you guys say double fours when, you, when you're looking at a long number, like a credit card number? No, I haven't ever given it any thoughts. I think Zach needs to <laughs> needs to um, get stop smoking the, the, the bong pipe, first of all. <laughs> I've never really considered anything. So, all right. So, my so for example, my cell number is um, so the numbers are zero seven seven one one, and I would say zero double seven double one. So, I would say that I'd say double rather than uh, seventy seven eleven, for example. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, if you think so, are you know when you get a free phone number, you know uh, they don't charge. Right. So what what is it? Your, yours is one eight hundred, right? Yes, exactly. So I would say zero eight hundred or oh eight hundred. So I I would say like eight hundred as opposed to oh eight double oh. But then if I think of three, I mean I'd I'd probably say triple. I guess you yeah, said like triple. triple ones or triple fours. Yeah, triple. I would, yeah, I would say triple. Yeah, definitely. It's like double oh seven, right? That's the classic one. Oh, true. Yeah, right. Zero zero seven. Yeah, in America, we'd probably say 007. We say double O because you guys started that whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, Zach, yeah, I would say triple. Um, it depends if it's, it's in the middle, right? So here's the where it gets complicated. So if it's in the middle of, you know, where you get like a credit card, you get four numbers, four numbers, four numbers like that. Right. I think it depends on where it would come in the sequence, whether I'd say triple, maybe. If it's a triple, four, one. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd still say triple. So you would. You would indeed say yeah. triple. A triple and double. I think we, as, as British, we like to keep things fairly succinct. Um, unlike you guys, who you like to use more words, uh, as, as many words as possible. So there's things that you guys do, right? So you say things like, um, go ahead and. So you put go ahead and at the beginning of set, of an instruction. Mm-hmm. So I want you to go ahead and press that button. I want you to go ahead and get the milk uh, out of the freezer. That kind of thing. You know, you say go ahead and. So I think maybe we we have a bit more brevity uh, here in the UK, perhaps. I don't know. Well, you had a big empire to run at one point. Probably didn't have the time. You didn't have the time to be scrapping on, That's talking right. shit. <laughs> you guys have got all the time in your hands. You're busy uh, persecuting India. Exactly. Busy taking all of their natural resources. The, those guys there in Africa, for you guys, we were busy just just owning the whole world. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we didn't have time around. So I would definitely, Zach, say double, and I would say triple. All right. Well, thanks so much, Steve. I think we should do this on the regular basis. We, people can call in with their questions for Steve Ashton. and we, I think we have a new segment here we'll call Ask a Brit. How about that? Like, why are we so uptight? Why have we all got bad teeth? That kind of thing. Why are you also kinky in the bedroom too, Ralph? I thought we dis- we said we agreed not to discuss that. <laughs> Thanks so much, Steve. Take care, man. If you have any questions for Steve, feel free to send them to me at Ralph at the dot com, or you can leave them, of course, on our hotline one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. And two in one show. Yeah, I'm not stretching. My voice is getting blown out. My voice. I apologize for my voice today. I've, I've been. We did two it. shows on Friday night uh, with Hollywood Babylon. Then Saturday, I had a huge uh, party I was going to. And you know, one of those sometimes those big parties, in order to be heard, gotta yell all night long. You're just yelling to the people who are right next to you. And then yesterday was football, so I was yelling at my television all day. So my voice is taking. Well, you trashed it reading the comic book. Just that by itself. 
Yeah, Comic-Con Theater uh, does a number on it. So uh, I apologize if it's a little rough today, but it'll be better by tomorrow, I promise. Uh, Speaking of hotline calls, this call came in from John Cooperman. You know John Cooperman, right? Yeah, the holiday or holiday. John Cooperman is the man responsible, if you're new to the Ralph Report, for this version of the holiday or holiday theme song. And that made him a superstar. That made him a hero to the Garmy far and wide. And John Cooperman, God love him. We met him at the live show that we did. Uh, John Cooperman, he's trying to replicate his success. He's, he's giving other segments. He doesn't want to be a one-hit wonder. He does not want to be a one-hit wonder. He's giving other <laughs> segments a shot. And recently, he did the same thing. We're looking for a hotline a jingle. And he sent in this magnum opus that runs for about a half an hour. And we made a little fun of it. Uh, Today, Ralph Garman will play some messages. From 1-833-HI-RALPH. All you have to do is pick up your phone or Skype and leave a message at the tone. And Ralph Garman will play all of your messages on the Ralph Report. One eight three three hi Ralph. And Eddie too. One eight three three hi Ralph. It's not awful. No, it's it's just, just long. long and it's. I just, I can't, I couldn't imagine, we do that segment, we listen to these uh, phone calls every day on the show. longer than the segment. I just couldn't imagine <laughs> listening to that every day. And we said as much on the show. Well, John Cooperman left us a voicemail on the hotline, and he was not too pleased <laughs> with what we had to say. Not really necessarily upset with us, but just more disappointed, I think. Ralph and Eddie, it's uh, John Cooperman in Santa Clarita, California. One hit wonder? Really? I'm not the Kaja Bugu of the Ralph Report. It it had yes, it was an hour and a half long, the last whatever I sang the yes. last theme. Yes. But it wasn't a one hit wonder. That thing would totally chart in the UK. Come on, guys. Come on. It wasn't a swing and a miss. It mm, was kinda. maybe a swing and it Foul hit tip. the ball. Outside the yeah. first baseline, yeah, but wasn't a swing and a miss. Mm. Anyway, I'll make the theme shorter. Yeah, maybe it could close. I don't feel. I'm not. Feeling I love it, you guys, John. and I mean it. I'm not feeling it. That's why I came up with another theme. Yeah, for the dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys like it. Uh-huh. Anyway, love you. Mean it. Bye bye. We love you too, John. John uh, did in fact take another attempt. At uh, Garmy fame, he sent in a jingle for the dream interpretation oh, okay. segment, which we're about to do. I like the one we have. I do, too. That's a good one. It's simple. It's simple. It's just the Everly Brothers singing yeah. dream, dream, dream. But it's perfect. It's clean. gets us into it. gets us out of it. It was very simple. Right now, this is what we're using for the dream sequence. Dream. Right? Yeah. So it's just easy. Yeah. But John thought he had a take <laughs> on a segment jingle for dream interpretation. Gotta keep slugging away. So look, we'll give the kid a shot. Right here. Here we go. <laughs> hey, Ralph. Hey, Ralph. The dream. What did it mean, Ralph? Hey, Ralph. The dream. 
Look, I get it, John. Just saying. Holiday and Holiday might have been lightning in a bottle. I'm not. Yeah, I'm you, not. You can hang your hat on Holiday. Holiday. That's a lot of people really? don't even get that. I'm saying. I appreciate the effort is what I'm saying. I just can't imagine playing that every day or every time we do the dream interpretation segment. So thanks for your uh, your hard... Your, look, I may be wrong. We just played it. If we get an outpouring of support from the Garmy, yeah. I'm more than open to uh, Listen to the masses. Game. One more time. Here's what uh, John said in for the dream interpretation segment on the show. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Ralph. The dream. What did it mean, Ralph? Hey, Ralph. The dream. Clever. It's not it's, awful. It's clever. It's not awful. <laughs> it's better than the goddamn hotline one, that's for sure. Well, just well, it's thirty-three minutes shorter, so um, that helps. So we'll see. Maybe another uh, member of the Garmy wrote in and suggested this be our theme for uh, the dream interpretations. Down a dream. Call it running down a dream. Yeah, that's kind of clever. I like that. There's a lot of dream songs out there. It, yeah. You got Doc and Dream Warriors. Yeah, you got Dream Police by uh, Cheap Trick. Yeah, yeah, so many good ones. While we're talking about dreams, let's get into it. This came from Linda. I'm gonna fuck this name up. Uh, that's how do you say a name with an S I J P K E S? Sidgepick. 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 That's like the little gnome that bothers Superman. He had to say his name backwards and <laughs> send him back, go right? away. Mr. Mixelplick. Uh, Linda, I'm so sorry about your last Sigil. name. Sigil. And I'm sorry that I can't pronounce it, but uh, Sip- Sipkis, maybe Sipkis. Sipkis? S-I-J-P. If, if the J is silent, S-I-J-P, I'm thinking Sip, and then K-E-S, Sipkis? Or Sipkis? S- I get, yeah, Sipkis. Anyway. <laughs> Here is uh, her dream that she would like me to interpret. For those who aren't familiar with the segment, I'm sort of an amateur dream interpreter. I was fascinated by the subject, so I've done a lot of uh, research and reading, and I consider myself sort of an amateur uh, dream interpreter. So people have been sending in their dreams, and I've been telling them to the best of my ability what those... Great work. Well, thank you. Very great work. I tell them what those things symbolize in their dreams for them. This comes from Linda. Ralph, I really like your dream interpretation segment. It made me remember a recurring dream I had as a child. I would often dream that the police would come and drag me away. When I became a teenager, it became men in black type guys who would try to inject me with something. I would have these dreams or nightmares really quite regularly until my late teens. Any idea why? Thanks, LMB. Linda from Australia, she's writing in. Absolutely, Linda. You'd be surprised to know that uh, police or other military or um, secret agent type Authority figures are very common in dreams. And here is sort of the universally accepted symbolism behind what happens if you feel that the cops are dragging you away or secret agents are, uh, are arresting you and taking you away. Here is generally what that represents in your dream. The police in your dream represent what Sigmund Freud used to call the superego. Freud had our, our psyche sort of broken down into three different categories there was the id and the id is the basic part of you that wants to do whatever it wants to do the it's, desires it it's the desires. desires it's the pleasures it's the it's the animal the part instincts. of you it's the sex it's the partying it's the drugs it's the all the animalistic things you want to do if there were no rules put upon you that's the thing you would do to satiate all of your wildest desires is the id 
Then you've got the superego on the other side of the spectrum from that. The superego is the ultimate controlling factor of your psyche. These are the rules that are put there in place by your upbringing, by your parents, when you were a child, society, the social norms. The superego is the thing that clamps down on the id and keeps it in control. And then the ego is the one in between that kind of negotiates between those two things, tries to, as, it, as best it can, satisfy the desires of the id while also still staying within the confines of what's acceptable to society and to your, your family and to your friends so you're not a social outcast. The ego kind of makes the best of both worlds. That's, that's what happens. So that's a, that's a rough sort of simplistic oh, breakdown of Freud's work. The, the superego is the cops in your dream. So if they're coming and they are arresting you and dragging you off, what it tells you is you are struggling with some sort of rules that you're feeling that are imposed upon you either by your parents when you were a child or society. There's something you want to do. There's something your id, your desire is screaming out and wanting to do, but you're feeling a sense of conflict or guilt about it because you recognize that it flies in the face of what you think you should be doing, what the rules say you should be doing. So maybe that thing is something sexual. Maybe it's a, a career path you want to take, but you feel your parents might not ag- approve of it. Anything that's in conflict between the, what the rules say you should do and what your heart of hearts says you should do, that conflict can represent itself in these type of dreams. Mm-hmm. It also can represent that Perhaps you, uh, you are, you're afraid that you're going to succumb to a certain temptation. Maybe you, know, you were raised in a very strict household that said sex before marriage was not allowed. And maybe you're considering or feeling that that's something you'd like to do. The cops showing up and dragging you away as a way of your, of your, your superego to try to clamp down on those desires and make you realize there could be a price to pay if you indulge in those certain uh, desires. So it's not uncommon, especially for, you mentioned you had it when you were a child, then you had it as a teen, and then they started to fade as you became an older teen, a young adult, because we start to find our way and come to grips with negotiating what we want versus what we should do in a much more adult way. And once you start putting those issues to bed, then these dreams show up less and less. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that these dreams started to resolve themselves as you got closer to adulthood. And that's it for today's dream interpretations. Hey Ralph, hey Ralph, the dream, what did it mean, Ralph? Hey Ralph, the dream. It's not growing on me, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Maybe doing the opposite. What's the opposite of something growing on you? mm, Falling off of you? Falling away? I think it's falling Falling off of me. Yeah. And that's it for the show today. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us. Speaking of thanks, thanks to everyone who tuned in to the uh, live stream event we did over the weekend. Some Scrapple. We watched Eddie eat Scrapple. Oh. I got my Super Bowl ring. It was <laughs> finally got a very honored. exciting live event. If you missed out, you three and four star generals, you really missed out. It was, it was a good one. And we also announced our next live Ralph report. We're doing a live Ralph report down in Orange County, California, Irvine, California to be exact. We are doing another live Ralph report because the last one was so damn fun to do. Steve Ashton is coming in from the UK. He's going to join us again. All this is happening on December 7th, 
Tickets are on sale now for the three and four star generals. We gave out the pre-sale code for the next couple days, and then we will put them on sale to the general public, and we will announce when that's happening too. But you can uh, you can find out all the information on the improv.com website. If you click on locations, Irvine is the location. December 7th is the date for the show. We sold out the last one pretty quick, yeah. so if you're in Southern California and you'd like to attend the Ralph Report live show in December. might be a good idea to jump on those tickets as soon as they become available to you. But thanks again to everyone who showed up for the live stream event thing this weekend. It was really, really fun. And um, we'll be doing another one, of course, in November. We'll announce that soon. All right. Thanks so much again for tuning in today. Come on back tomorrow. You know why. Because I love you. I mean it. Bye. Bye.